Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. The topic for tonight's call is motivation. And first off, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very special guest with us this evening, Mr. Cortland Warren. Cortland is an instructor of the PSI Basic Seminar uh, for nearly 10 years now, and he attended all of the PSI classes in 2001. He is very passionate about his work and loves assisting people in their own personal transformation. Cortland, are you with us? Thank you, Kat, and welcome uh, to the call to those of you who are graduates of any of the courses offered through PSI Seminars. And to those of you where this may be your first introduction to PSI Seminars, uh, the longest-running personal development company of its kind anywhere in the U.S. Again, my name is Cortland Warren, and it is a privilege for me to be with you tonight. Uh, tonight's call on motivation is one uh, that I am excited to, to share some ideas and insights with you because I've dealt with a lot of uh, the challenges, and I'll just go ahead and call them setbacks when it comes to the lulls and the loss of momentum in going for things that I said I wanted. If you've ever had the experience of you were really motivated for like a day, and then it was like two weeks, two months, maybe even two years before you were that motivated again. Like in that one day when you were inspired and you were ready and you were going to gangbusters towards whatever the goal or the desired outcome was, there's a part of you that knows that if you were able to maintain that level of excitement, if you were able to maintain that level of momentum for an extended period of time, uh, there would be nothing that you couldn't accomplish. And so oftentimes as goal-striving men and women uh, and who are willing to really be honest with ourselves, uh, surely there are those times when you've had those conversations of, well, what's wrong with me? And why can't I keep it together long enough to accomplish, to finish, or to simply follow through on that which I said I wanted. Hopefully tonight's call answers some of those questions and you finish with some insights that gear you up for uh, following through and finishing that which you've started. And the first thing that I'd like to address is this idea of motivation and contrast it with what I believe should be the real desire and that is inspiration. There's a difference between the two. There's a difference between being inspired and being motivated. Being motivated uh, is typically from without, meaning something outside of you, someone outside of yourself, is looking to get you to do something that you may or may not truly desire to do. Uh, you'll find this in a lot of sales organizations, and therefore you have the quarterly meeting or the uh, annual sales conference and the speaker comes in looking to get you excited, pumped up, 
motivated, recharged, so you go out and promote or sell this product or service that is really not your own. However, uh, you do it because it pays the bills, uh, it feeds your family, it enables you to handle your personal responsibilities. And so, yeah, let me go out and get recharged and uh, reignite my excitement for doing this particular task or job. You'll also find it in a lot of the personal development industry. Uh, you will go in and, you know, the music's blasting. There's this wonderful light show. Uh, this personality takes center stage. And it really is designed to alter your state of consciousness. And uh, you leave really excited, really pumped up. And you'll note that it lasts for maybe a couple of weeks. And it is because that. Uh, that design, that particular system is extrinsic. It is not really in alignment with the core of what you desire and what, what is the truth for you. Uh, contrast that to PSI uh, seminars, and our work is not uh, motivational. It truly is uh, inspirational and, in fact, transformational work. Uh, motivation leads to change. However, when you are inspired, it leads to transformation. And there's a difference between uh, something changing and something being transformed. When something has changed, it can always go back to its original form. When it's transformed, it could never return to that original state. So I'll give you the example of, say, a caterpillar to a butterfly. Would you say that that is change or transformation? or a lump of coal into a diamond? Would you say that that is change or transformation? The likelihood is that you see that that is transformation. The diamond never again becomes the lump of coal, and the butterfly never again becomes the caterpillar. It's been transformed. If what you're looking to do, if what you're looking to accomplish, if what you truly desire is to be transformed, then I would encourage you on, on this call to seek uh, inspiration over motivation. Motivation is not lasting. Inspiration is. And so if you've ever ex had this experience of you were, you were motivated for just a little bit, you were motivated for a little while, and then it didn't last or it wasn't sustainable, celebrate knowing that there's nothing wrong with you. Celebrate this knowing that it doesn't just happen for you, right? That that happens for every human being who is motivated versus being uh, inspired. And so uh, number one on the call, recognize and know this, that you're not messed up. You don't need to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with you if your motivation doesn't last because motivation isn't designed to. Motivation requires a higher degree of frequency than transformation does. That's number one. Um, and I would like to use that uh, as a backdrop for the next three points. Um, when it comes to truly being inspired, and if you're going to have inspiration over motivation, uh, first, you want to identify if whether or not the goal or the desire is truly yours or if it is a goal or desire that you have because someone else said that you should. 
Secondly, if you determine that that goal or desire is yours, then you want to know if whether or not your why for accomplishing it is big enough. And I'll come back to that uh, in just a bit. And then number three, if the goal is yours and if the why is big enough, then you need to answer the question of who needs to know about it, meaning who should you inform that this uh, desire or dream is one that you're going to be going after. Uh, so back to number one, is the goal mine? And in any area of your life where you're looking to uh, sustain uh, the, the momentum uh, to see something through to its completion, first and foremost, you want to know that this desire is one that is coming from within. So what, one of my uh, favorite uh, uh, inspirational uh, speakers and teachers uh, speaks to uh, being in alignment with your highest values, uh, being willing to say no to the lesser priorities, even if uh, you're being tugged and pulled in those directions, that great men and women and the heroes and heroines throughout history have had a way of eliminating uh, the lesser priority or smaller distractions and staying focused on what was in alignment with their highest values. And oftentimes what we find is that staying true to your highest values is the most important work uh, that you'll ever do. Uh, being true to what is your calling, your mission, your purpose. Uh, Napoleon Hill, uh, who wrote uh, really the seminal work in uh, personal development uh, with the book Think and Grow Rich, calls it uh, the burning desire. And so first and foremost, you want to know that this thing that you're chasing, this dream that you have, is in alignment with what is true for you. Uh, one of the things that I looked at early on in my experience with personal development, and actually this question was answered for me when I, when I attended the, the basic seminar uh, back in 2001. And at that time, uh, I was working a corporate job. I was working in the oil and gas industry. And I was working in that industry because through my uh, or during my matriculation, uh, through college, I heard that that industry was the industry that paid the most. And so I went in that direction. Uh, my life experience was one that I was not the person to have a conversation with about, you know, money doesn't matter and it's not important or any of that. And so what I really wanted to do was make money. And so I followed that path. And it was my dream was to have, uh, have an office in a downtown metropolitan area. Uh, I wanted my own office with the door, with the big window overlooking downtown. And uh, I had made it to that place. And I remember there in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, uh, November, December time of the year, uh, just when, you know, the sun uh, sets a lot earlier than it does in the summer. And I'm in, uh, at, in a building on 260 Peachtree, looking out uh, my office window just as the lights in the city are starting to come on. And I just cl closed my office door. And as I looked into downtown Atlanta, the first thought or feeling that came to mind for me after having achieved this goal, 
this long dream of mine, as I'm looking out that window, the first thing that comes to mind was, I hate this. I had worked so hard to get to that place, only to find that it was not true for me. What was true for me was that I loved people. Call me crazy, but I have this incredible passion uh, for people seeing the best in themselves. And what I was doing at that time was not in alignment with that. And it wasn't long after that that I went in to my director, had a conversation with him, and I was soon uh, to be leaving that job. But I remember in that conversation with him, uh, he asked me, uh, after I told him that I was going to be leaving, he asked me the question. He said, well, what are you going to go do? Like, what work are you, w- w- what job are you going to take? Where are you going? What are you going to be doing? And I looked him in the eye and I said, I'm not sure yet, but I know that this is not it. And not knowing what his response to that would be, he looked at me and said, wow, I wish that I had had that courage when I was your age. I knew then that I was on the right path, even though I didn't know where that destination uh, would lead me to. And uh, what I would encourage, you know, my, my sense is, or my intuition is that there may be those of you on the call who you are involved in a day-to-day routine or a day-to-day ritual even that uh, you know is not in alignment with what your highest purpose or calling is. And I'm not saying go out and, you know, quit your job. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not encouraging that. I, I promote taking risk. I don't promote being reckless. However, I will encourage you or admonish you that the more you do things that are in alignment with what is true and in alignment with you, the more you do that, the more at peace you will feel and the more effective you will find yourself being in whatever your work currently calls of you to do. Now, when you do it, uh, you may look, you know, you may look crazy. You know, it may seem outlandish, and there may be those in your life who will discourage it. However, if you can truly say that it aligns with what is true for you, at least begin the steps towards its manifestation. What I believe is that if if there are places in your life where you know the steps to take, you, you know what to do, and you're not taking the steps, or you're not doing the things that you know to do, then in all likelihood, you have some forgiveness work to do. And uh, maybe that, you know, surprises you. And and so I'll I'll restate it Uh, because again, if 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 there's a goal or dream that you have and you know the steps to take, uh, you know the actions uh, to pursue and you're not doing it, it is because uh, you have some forgiveness work to do on yourself, right? Because by take, if, if by taking those steps or taking those actions, it would lead to you accomplishing the dream or the goal that you desire, then why, then what could it be that would keep you from doing it? What could it be that would take, that would keep you from taking those actions if it were not for 
a part of you feeling that you're not ready for it yet, you're not deserving of it yet, or maybe even that you're not worthy of it yet. And I'm not ready yet, I'm not deserving yet, I'm not worthy are the conversations had by those who have a self-image that does not align with you achieving uh, the goals that you desire. And so first and foremost, you want to determine that that which you're seeking and that which you are inspired to do uh, is coming from within and not because someone else has said this goal is the goal for you or you would be great at this or that thing. And uh, be, be bold enough and brave enough to state what it is that you want and have your convictions be strong enough to maintain it. The second thing is after, after you've determined that, after you've determined that what you want is uh, your desire and not the desire of someone else, then you want to ask yourself, is the why for having it big enough? Right. So sometimes, and, and going back to this you know, idea of motivation um, and, and being able to, to sustain you know, the motivation and, and keep it, um, is the why big enough uh, where when, when you're truly inspired to do it, there's a, there's a reason or a why underneath it that will enable you to sustain whatever setbacks uh, may come up. Here's what I will encourage. You cannot be exonerated from the struggle. If what you're looking to do is have a goal or dream that is accomplished without any setbacks, without any hurdles, without any roadblocks, right, then that's a fantasy. It's not real. Right? There, there is no accomplishment of a goal or dream without you having to move through uh, the requisite obstacles that make you worthy and deserving of the goal. Uh, Mr. Wilhite, uh, co-founder of PSI Seminars, said it this way. He said that uh, the hard work is what separates the deserving from the undeserving. And not, not whether you deserve it or don't deserve it uh, from a moral viewpoint. Uh, but rather, are you willing to put in the work that's necessary in order for the goal to be realized? Right? So if, if what you're looking to do is uh, accomplish the goal or dream without there being any setbacks, then you're living in a land of fantasy, right? and it's just not real. You don't get to be exonerated from the struggle. There will be the requisite uh, roadblocks and hurdles that you must move through. And as, uh, as Jim Rohn, who was a legend in the personal development industry, he's like, you know, it, it's not that you want to request that there be roadblocks removed, but you actually want to ask uh, universal intelligence to make you strong enough uh, to move through them. And so really, it is not even about the goal or the dream that you desire, but it's really who you become in the process. Just let that sink in for a moment, because as, as goal-striving uh, men and women, once you achieve uh, this next goal or dream, once that's accomplished, then you're going to be looking for the next thing and the thing after that and the goal or dream that comes after that. So it really never is about the goal itself, 
but rather who you become in the process and the, and the hurdles that you must get over, the, the stumbling blocks or the roadblocks that you must move through, all of that equips you and strengthens you. And so it really is who you become in the process. The why must be in place so that you can move through whatever is necessary for its accomplishment, whatever you must move through in order for the achievement. And if your why isn't big enough, then at the first sign of defeat, you'll quit. At the first sign, and sometimes what happens is uh, men and women will take the, the roadblock and they'll take the adversity as a sign that that goal isn't for them. And I contend that nothing is further from the truth. When you are met with adversity, just know that you're being strengthened so that when you move through it, and as you bust through whatever that adversity or roadblock is, and you achieve the goal, then you are equipped with the strength that's necessary to sustain it. In my experience in the basic seminar and working with participants, that fear comes up so often. The fear of, well, what if I get there and I'm not able to maintain it? And, uh, and then there's the fear of, you know, the ridicule and the criticism that might come if they have it and then lose it. Well, what, what equips you for that and what ensures that you are ready for it is that when you move through whatever adversity is necessary, then you know that you've, that you've worked out essentially. You've, you've lifted the weight, so to speak, so that when you do accomplish that goal or dream, you know that, uh, that you've earned it, that you're worthy of it, and that you'll be able to sustain it. So ensure that your why is big enough because uh, uh, obstacles and challenges are coming. You don't get to skip the struggle. You cannot be exonerated from the struggle. That's going to happen. And so embrace the adversity knowing that it's strengthening you to be uh, positioned to sustain it when you do accomplish it. So number one, make sure that the goal is from within. Number two, ensure that the why is big enough. And then number three, ask yourself who needs to know about it. Who needs to know that this goal or dream is the one that you're moving towards? And I'll answer it really quickly. Not everybody needs to know. This idea of posting your goal or dream on Facebook is a farce. This idea of telling everybody about what it is that you're going after is very, very ineffective. And I know that it may be counterintuitive, but understand it this way. When you tell people about your goal or dream, know that they too have, uh, when you tell them about your goal or dream, they then create a mental image or mental picture of you either having it or not having it. And if you're sharing your goals with people who are not in alignment with or see you in your high, see your highest good, then that frequency or that vibration does have an effect. And so it is, you know, when you be careful about who you share your goals and dreams with, um, you know, and if you can feel, you know, some of the passion in my voice, uh, it's because it's one of the things that I see as a huge mistake that many, many people, uh, they, that too many people make. 
you're sharing your goals and dreams with people who cannot see it for you. They don't see it. Uh, they don't see it happening for you. And that has an effect. It's like when, uh, and I'm really, I'm looking for an analogy right now where it's kind of like when you, uh, let's say that um, uh, you have a, a mutual friend um, and you're going to introduce them to someone else uh, they've never met before. And this person that you're about to introduce them to, uh, you're, you know, and, I'll, and, I, and Kat, I'll just use you since um, uh, we're here together. And, and I have a friend, uh, his name is Larry. And I say, Kat, you know, I can't wait for you to meet Larry. Larry's a great guy. Uh, I think you guys are going to uh, really hit it off. Uh, he's a phenomenal uh, business person, and uh, I'm excited that I get to make uh, this connection because uh, he's phenomenal, you're phenomenal, and I know you guys are going to hit it off so well. Well, what happens when you finally meet Larry is you will start looking for all of the great things about him. Because of our relationship together, you will look for the great things about Larry because he comes with the endorsement from me. Now, I'll contrast that with me saying to you, uh, oh, my goodness, you know, today, uh, you know, it's so unfortunate. You know, I hate we even have to go through this, cat, but you got to meet Larry today. And he, he's such, you know, he's so arrogant and he's so pompous. And, you know what, just, just, just find a way to endure it. You know, uh, we got to just kind of navigate it and get through it. Right. Well, what happens then when you meet Larry is you're now, uh, you know, Larry really has no chance to be impressive with you because I've already set the stage for you to be disappointed uh, because that mental image or that mental picture of him is already in mind. The same happens whenever you're sharing your goals and dreams with people who are, are, who are at a lower vibration or lower frequency than where you are at the time. When you tell them, you know, it's kind of like, what, what type of people do you have in your life? Do you have people in your life that when you say to them, you want to buy a new car, they're like, uh, you know, well, why in the world would you buy a new car? Everybody knows the depreciation value, uh, you know, that the car depreciates by 30% from the time you buy it. Off. Everybody knows that the car depreciates by 30% by the time you pull it off a lot. You couldn't even go back the next day and sell it for what you just bought it for. Why in the world would you want to buy a new car? Or do you have people in your life who, when you say, I want to, go buy, I want to buy a new car, they're like, great, get two of them so I can buy one. Uh, you can share your goals and dreams with people who don't see it for you, and by the time you're done explaining to them what it is that you desire to do, they've talked you out of it. And Or you can, you, you can share your goals and dreams with people that when you share the dream, they encourage you to stretch even more. So what you've got to determine is for this, for this goal or dream that you have, if you're really looking to keep momentum and you want to be able to ride that momentum through uh, completion and follow it through and you're committed to seeing it done, then you want to be surrounded by people who see the best in you. You want to be surrounded by people who will remind you of what you said you wanted even when the struggle gets tough. You want to be surrounded by people who will remind you of how great you are, even on those days when you forget. And sometimes the, the, the energy leaks, okay, um, the energy leaks and your willpower is not sustainable because you're working too hard to keep the dream alive with people 
who just don't see it, right? And so, so first and foremost, I would like for us to remove the word uh, uh, motivation and recognize that motivation is extrinsic and not sustainable. You're really looking uh, for an internal driver or something that is intrinsic. It comes from within, meaning you are inspired to do it. And when you are inspired to do it, you're on purpose. And it is a burning desire that comes from within. Once that's established, that is that it is intrinsic versus intrinsic, and you're truly inspired, then three things or the three questions that you want to be able to answer in the affirmative. Number one, is this goal mine? If it's intrinsic and you're inspired, then the answer to that will be yes. And number two, is the why big enough? Is your reason for accomplishing it big enough to enable you to sustain or move through the obstacles and, ch and challenges that are inevitable? Because there's nothing that you can do that will exonerate you from the struggle. And then number three, if the why is big enough and you are truly inspired, then ask yourself who needs to know about this goal or dream? And the short answer is that it won't be everyone, but there are people in your life who will support you in this reputation to live up to versus the reputation to live down to. And you want those people on your team create a mastermind alliance with them so that uh, on those days when you don't believe it, right, you can borrow some of their belief in you. And so with that, Kat, I'd like to turn it uh, back over to you because I know, oh, I'm, I'm certain that we have some questions on uh, one of the you know, hottest topics uh, I ever run into uh, in the courses that we offer. So Kat, um, I'll turn it back over to you. Yes, indeed, we do have quite a few questions. First up from ND, how do you stay motivated when your desires continually do not manifest? Got it. Well, first of all, you have ultimate control over that because once you determine that I will have this goal or I will have this dream or else, then the idea of it not manifesting goes away. And so if you determine that you're going you're gonna to stick with it until and not I will stick with it unless, then you set yourself up for ultimate victory. Now, it may not manifest in the time that you desire, and everything has its gestation period. You know, that's a part of, uh, that's a part of uh, nature and, you know, the life process everything had this period of gestation right? and it's time uh, it's time for manifestation or to come into fruition and so uh, there there is a time period for its manifestation so first determine that and, and when and when it is uh, when you are truly inspired to do it then there is no end date like i will have this uh, or else like there there aren't any other alternatives and so when you're truly inspired and it's intrinsically driven, then you eliminate the possibility of it not happening because you've determined that you're not going to quit. Uh, and then I'm also reminded of, you know, the, uh, uh, of the story of the gentleman who was, uh, it's called Three Feet from Gold. And during this time, he was, uh, he had moved out 
West uh, during the, you know, the, the gold rush in California, and he had bought equipment and he had started to dig, and he initially was met with great success and uh, so much success that he even sent back for family and friends to come and join uh, and enjoy some of the, the success that he was now experiencing. And as uh, as family and friends started to move out and they were all enjoying uh, this newfound uh, uh, lifestyle, uh, then, you know, the well, you know, it just went dry. And they just hit a patch where there was nothing to be found. And they dug and dug and dug. And, you know, they, they, weren't, they weren't able to identify any more gold, so much so that he became, you know, frustrated. And he sold all of his equipment. And the person that he sold it to uh, had a friend who was, you know, a geologist. And uh, they said, well, you know what? This guy just actually made a mistake. If he had actually dug uh, for, you know, just three feet from where he was, he would have found a, a, gold, a literal gold mine unlike anything that had, ever, that had been discovered. And so sometimes we give up too soon. You know, and so I don't know how long it has been that you've been going after this goal or dream, but once you determine that I'm not quitting until I get it, then you eliminate the possibility of defeat. You determine that no matter how long it takes, this is what I want. And there again, the why must be big enough and the goal or the dream must be uh, from within. Next from MB. How do I tap into motivation when going towards a goal without knowing my next step? When, uh, that's a great question. Great question. And again, I would encourage um, you know that we that you be driven from within. Okay, all of the best answers always come from within. And uh, in my personal development experience, it was the, one of the reasons why I aligned with uh, PSI seminars is because all of the work that we do, uh, we don't have, you know, we don't have gurus. We don't have, you know, anyone else telling you this is what you need to do or what you should do or what you ought to do. Uh, we're adamant that the best answers come from within. And so I would encourage that if you're looking for those next steps, uh, then pay attention to your intuition. And when, when the goal is yours and the desire is truly yours, then uh, the actions to take uh, become evident. Now, when you start to take those steps, regardless of how it looks to anyone else, be willing to take those steps and be consistent, regardless of what might be ridicule or criticism uh, externally. If you're listening to your inner voice and those steps and actions that you're taking are from within, then it will set you on the path for its manifestation. So. Ultimately, you don't have to know how. Uh, you don't have to know how you're going to do it. One of the concepts that uh, is from the basic seminar, Saturday of the basic seminar, where we spend a lot of time on intention mechanism. What is required of us is that we have our intention 100% clear. And when our intention is clear, then the mechanism appears. So uh, without going too in-depth with it, but remembering from the basic or if you've never attended the basic seminar, there's a concept of trinity of consciousness. You have a conscious, subconscious, and superconscious level of mind. Well, your conscious level of mind decides. Your subconscious level of mind, its job is to make you write about whatever you've decided. And then superconscious level of mind is inspiration. So when what you say or when, when what you decide that you want 
and when what you believe that you can have, when those two align, then the how-to and the way to do it flows through. So infinite intelligence uh, and the answers are available to you if you are not getting inspired ideas or solutions. It is because there is not alignment, conscious and subconscious. So sometimes we say that we want it, but we really don't believe that we can have it. And until our belief aligns with what we say we want, then the inspiration, the idea, the solution doesn't flow through. So get in alignment with what you say you want and with what you believe that you can have. And then the how-to, the way to do it, the mechanism, it flows. It will then flow to you. Okay? Great. Next up, we have a uh, question from DD. How do I remain motivated when those around me lack drive and are negative and insulting? The likelihood is that uh, you won't have the willpower to sustain it. If you're the only one in your circle that's going after a goal or dream, uh, then get a new circle. You know, I had a mentor of mine uh, who years ago said, if you are the smartest person you know, then get some new friends, right? So if it is true that everyone around you uh, seems to be, you know, uh, negative Nancy or, you know, lethargic Larry, then change your associations and uh, surround yourself with people who will support you in a reputation to live up to versus a reputation to live down to. And that really goes to the third point uh, that I made uh, during the opening. You've got to determine who needs to know that you're going after this goal or dream. You know, because sometimes it's family or friends, and it's, it's sometimes people that you can't, you know, cut out or eliminate from your life. And if you can't, you, it's not that you can't, maybe you just don't want to completely, you know, eliminate them or cut them out. Uh, but when it comes to your goal, your dream, your genuine desires, have people in your life, one, two, or, or more people who will support you in a reputation to live, to live up to, right? So if everyone around you uh, isn't there yet, then find some people who are. And one of the ways that you can do that is plugging into, uh, if you live in a side city, uh, plug into the grad base, uh, come in and, you know, staff the basic seminar, which you get to do as a graduate of the basic. Or uh, if you've never attended the basic seminar before, uh, definitely use the basic seminar as an opportunity for you to begin to build your network of support because the likelihood is that you won't have the willpower to sustain, you know, keeping everybody else inspired, right, while you are going after your goal or dream. So next up from SR, how do I crystallize my goal or vision? I often focus on one goal and get distracted or question it. Okay. Uh, crystallizing it uh, is, uh, is, a, is a perfect word uh, in, based on this question because it becomes more crystallized the more you build the desire. And the way that you build up the desire, so maybe you say, well, you know, I don't even have, you know, if, if you're on the call or, and, and listening uh, to, these, you know, to this question, you may be at a place where you don't even have the desire, right? Well, desire uh, is a skill, actually, that can be built. And one of the tools that we use from the basic seminar is called screen of the mind. And so you can build up your desire by 
holding the image in mind of what it is that you want, holding that picture in mind long enough for it to move to the subconscious level of mind or the level of belief will, uh, will support you in, first of all, having the goal or dream be crystallized, but also it will support you in, uh, it will support you in developing a burning desire where you almost become obsessed with its completion. And so if you find yourself, uh, if you find that your desire isn't strong enough, then one of the tools that you can use is to ingrain the image in mind of it already being done. And as a result of that, because your subconscious mind is a uh, teleological mechanism, meaning the clearer the target, uh, the more passionate it becomes about its manifestation. And so uh, one of the things that may be necessary is for you to continue to hold in mind the picture or the image of what it is that you want. Great. Next up from LM. So LM actually has two questions. What is the best way to get out of a funk? And what is the best exercise for forgiveness? Uh, the best way to get out of a funk is to get moving. And I know that, and, and I don't mean to, you know, to be you know, trite in that response, but understand that uh, depression can only happen uh, if you're standing still. You cannot be depressed and moving at the same time. And so one of the ways that you may do that is start with little things little things that build up momentum. Find uh, little wins throughout the day that uh, build the momentum and increase the speed of accomplishment or that will grow the dream or the desire that you have. All right, so getting out of the funk uh, is really about getting moving. And it's not about, okay, you know, let's say that a person has uh, the dream of, you know, shedding, you know, 20 pounds. Uh, that doesn't happen by going out and just, man, I'm going to run a 5K tomorrow. It may start, you know, it doesn't start by going out and say, well, you know, I'm going to run a 5K tomorrow. Right? You may go out and run the 5K tomorrow. However, that level of activity isn't sustainable if you haven't been doing it. Right? it in three months or six months from now, uh, the person who says, well, who starts off with, I'm going to walk around the block tomorrow. And with that win, they say, well, two days from now, I'm going to walk around the block again. Right? They will have built up enough sustainable momentum over time by incremental wins or incremental successes. I call them uh, micro wins or micro successes. So uh, regardless of how small the step may be, get moving. Now, the best uh, technique or tool for forgiveness, believe it or not, is massive action, right? Massive action is a practice in self-forgiveness. And so you will know that you have forgiven, not because, oh, you know, I don't think about it anymore, or I've blocked it out, or I feel at peace. All of those things are really intangible and hard to measure. You know that you have forgiven because you are moving in the direction of what you say you want. And so how do you practice forgiveness? You get in action and not just being busy, right? It's not just, you know, how many distractions can I come up with? 
but rather you are moving in the direction of what you want. And when you do that, or as you do that, every step that you take, know that you're taking that step or you're moving in that direction as a practice in forgiveness. And you'll find yourself having greater momentum or more sustainable momentum by taking massive action. And so that's, that's the best tool for forgiveness of yourself and others is to begin to move in the direction of what you say you want. A next step from AM, how to, wants to know how people can build confidence. How do you build confidence? Uh, great question. Uh, great question. It's one of the, uh, one of the topics that we cover uh, in the basic seminar. Uh, your confidence will rise or fall in direct proportion to how you keep your word. Okay, W-O-R-D, your word or your agreements. Uh, do you keep your promises to yourself and to other people? Some people identify that they're really good at keeping the word to other people, but they're not so good at keeping the word to themselves. Uh, others find that they're really good at keeping the word to themselves and not so much to other people. Uh, and uh, then for some people it is, you know, they have different degrees of their word. Well, well, it depends on what I gave my word to. If it's a big thing or a small thing. I assure you that your confidence rises or falls in direct proportion to your relationship with your word. And the truth is that there are not different degrees of your word. Your relationship with your word is your relationship with yourself. And so in building confidence, it's really about keeping your word to yourself and to other people. And the more you do that, the more you will see your confidence rise. If you wonder where your confidence has gone, you only have to look as far as your broken agreements. By keeping your agreements, your confidence rises. By not keeping your agreements, your confidence falls. So it's right there around keeping your word, keeping your promises, being a person who does what they say they're going to do. Next from CL, uh, they're looking for tips to stay motivated when everyday events become high value. So how do you stay motivated when you know everyday things all of a sudden get in the way? Right. Well, uh, great question, and I think that we really, you know, we really addressed that uh, in the call tonight, right? And interesting, you know, uh, that you use the word high value because high value, if it's high value, then you're going to do it um, intrinsically. But here's the question. Whose highest value is it? Is it someone else's highest value? And so you're looking to uh, do it or accomplish it because it matters so much to them and you don't want to let them down or disappoint them, then, yeah, they, then it becomes a distraction. You're really operating from a place of lose-win where you've made other people's priorities more important than your own. And some people find themselves overwhelmed in the course of a day. Their plate is full, but if they were really to look close at that plate, right, it's filled with things that don't even belong to you right, or filled with things that don't even belong to them. And so you got to first determine those items that are on your plate. If your plate is full, are they yours or do they belong to someone else? Because it could be that you're overwhelmed because you're looking to be, you know, the rescuer or the, you know, the, the problem solver and you're taking on responsibilities that don't even belong to you. Okay. And so uh, highest, they, they are definitely someone's highest values. Yes. But you want to determine are they your highest values or someone else's? And if they're someone else's, 
then give them their highest values back and pay attention to yours. When it's your highest values, I believe that you'll find that it's not, uh, you won't find any, um, you won't find any difficulty remaining inspired or motivated to do it. Uh, next, KP wants to know how to motivate others. Well, one of the things that you can definitely do to motivate other people is to find out what's most important to them. And uh, you do that by finding out uh, what, they, what they value most. And if you can, uh, and, and then the, the key is to link what you want done to their highest values. Um, for example, my oldest son, you know, he's uh, 17 years old. He's, he's constantly on his phone and I travel a lot and uh, I want, you know, more, you know, I want to know more about what's going on with him. Here he is in his senior year of high school. I want to hear from him more when I'm around him. He's got his phone out. But when I'm traveling, I, I, I hardly, you know, would hear from him. And I used to, you know, take it personal and I wanted him to call more. You know, I wanted him to reach out more. And so uh, from, you know, with this idea of well, what's most important to him, I asked him the question, all right, son, what are, what are the five most important things to you right now? And knowing that I don't have any judgment on it and there are not going to be any, you know, consequences and repercussions if it doesn't sound like I want it to sound, but I got to know what's most important to you. And he said, well, what's most important to me are clothes, shoes, girls, school, because that's where I get to wear my clothes and shoes too. And, um, you know, school is important. Uh, he's in school. And then, uh, oh, money, money. I want, you know, I want to make money so that I can buy more clothes and more shoes. I said, okay, great. But now, at first, I was disappointed because nowhere in there was family or my relationship with my dad. But then, I said, okay, now, how do I get what I want by linking it to what's most important to him? And so I gave, I said, well, son, you know, uh, I travel quite a bit. I'm in some of the greatest cities in the country. And, you know, with us being here in Oklahoma, you know, there's some things in fashion that you're not going to see uh, because you're not traveling to these places like I am, you know. So would it be okay with you if uh, when I'm out, if I see something that I think you would like, would it be okay with you if I took a picture of it? And if you respond immediately while I'm still at that mall or in that store, uh, if I hear back from you immediately and it's something that you want, would it be okay for you if I go ahead and pick it up? And he's like, well, well, yeah. Uh, sure. And I said, and the same for shoes, right? I see, you know, a lot of different styles and brands, but not knowing exactly what you want. It may be that I see some things that you would like, but because I don't know what your exact style is, I don't know. So if I send you a picture of it and then I know that you like it, uh, you know, I'll bring it home to you. He's like, well, of course. And I said, well, you know, um, when it comes to your studies, you know, any questions that you have, I want to be here to help you. So you let me know. He's like, okay, dad, I'm in for that. And I said, any questions that you have about uh, girls, uh, please just don't ask your buddies in the locker room. Come to me. Can we make that agreement? He said, sure thing. And then uh, what I started to notice was he would call just in random, you know, he would call in random uh, instances. Even when I wasn't expecting to hear from him, all of a sudden I started to hear from him. I would be at places, I would take pictures of things that I think he would like. He would say, yay, you know, with thumbs up or thumbs down. And then as I started to do that, then, uh, you know, just not the uh, the last class that I was out in, but uh, two classes ago, 
I still have the text message. He just sent me a note. He said, Dad, you know what I was thinking? You travel a lot, and you're oftentimes by yourself. And I just started thinking, man, I bet Dad gets lonely sometimes. So I'm just, I just wanted you to know I was thinking about you. And I saved that text message because it was exactly what I wanted. That was not happening before I first had a conversation with him about what was most important to him. Keeping people inspired or motivated to do things is all about them first knowing that whoever they're doing those things for gets them. So the key unequivocally is finding out what's most important to them, what they value most, and then link what they value most to what you want done. That's the secret to keeping people inspired. No question about it. That's perfect. There were quite a few questions about uh, motivating teenagers. So if there's anything else you want to quickly say on that, we, there's a number of questions on that. Absolutely. Uh, and how do you, you know, so the way to find out what someone values most uh, is to really have it, have them narrow it down to their top five. You know, I call it, you know, uh, the top five. And you want to know the top five for everyone in your life that you care about. You want to know their top five uh, most important things to them. And you want to, you want to set the context to where they can answer for you what their top five things are, uh, knowing that there's not going to be any judgment, uh, that there will be no you know, backlash if their top five doesn't match yours. And so just ask them, you know, uh, what, are the, what are the top five most important things to you? I did this with my son. And, um, you know, another way to do it is to ask them, you know, uh, where, where do you find you, where do you find, uh, you spend most of your money? How do you spend your time? Uh, what do you think about the most? You know, there are questions that you can go through to, to help them drum up what their five most important things are. And you'll be able to, to determine if they're looking to answer the question, uh, to please you or if the way that they're answering the questions are consistent with what, uh, what shows up as results in their life. And so uh, for everyone that you care about, I mean, really, can you say that you love them and care about them if you have no idea what they value the most? And so a, an action item for everyone on this call would be to go to the people that you care about most and ask them, what are these five most important things to you? And in answering or asking those questions of what are your top five, then uh, when, when, you're, when there's something that you want them to do different or want them to do better, then able them or assist them in identifying how doing those things will improve their performance or the outcomes that they're seeking and the things that are most important to them. And so uh, that's the way to truly have them. And, and in so doing, you're actually not motivating them. You're inspiring them, right? Because they're, they're doing what you want done, but they're doing it because it matters to them most, right? And so uh, there's, a, there's a definite um, a nuance there uh, where you'll find that it's more sustainable, long, it's longer term, and you, don't, you won't have to continue to revisit it. Now, our highest values change. Uh, you may check in once or twice a year to find out what your highest values at the time are. However, when it comes to getting people to do the things that you want done, 
then uh, do so according to what's most important to them. Great. We have one last question here from KK. How are motivation and attitude connected, and to which should I apply my energy? So that's a great question. Uh, both attitude and motivation are uh, inextricably tied, right? Because you will remain motivated, and I think, you know, throughout the call, I think we can interchange it with uh, inspired. You will remain motivated or inspired to do the thing that is in alignment with what is your true purpose or desire. And as a result of that, because you are listening to and following your truth, then your attitude in doing it will remain uh, at a level of high frequency vibration or optimism. Because think about it, when you are following your uh, true desire, right? When you, when you are listening to your highest value, then there's not really anything that you can do that uh, promotes or builds your self-image uh, that would be more effective than that. Because when you determine that with everything that's going on in the world, you know, all of the distractions and the things that, that are, you know, that are fighting for your attention, when you determine that who I am uh, is special and what I want uh, is important, and who I am is important, and I am worthy and deserving, so much so that I am willing to say no to everything else and follow my heart and my desire. There's not anything that you can do that builds your self-image more so than that will. You have placed a priority on yourself. It's like, you know, I fly uh, a lot, and I've yet to board a plane where before we take off, uh, whether it's a recording or the flight attendant uh, states it live, they say, you know, we don't expect a change in the cabin pressure. However, if that happens and the oxygen mask will drop down and everybody knows the story, it's put your own mask on first. There is a concept of me first that is necessary in order for you to achieve your goals and dreams. And so when you will put yourself and your goal, your desire, your highest values first, there's, you, there's not any way for you to show any greater self-love than that. And by showing yourself that level of love and care and deservedness and worthiness, then your attitude in going after your dream is at the highest frequency or vibration that it could possibly be. There's nothing that you can do that will have you love yourself more than putting your goals and dreams first. And so maintaining the attitude of optimism and, per, and the persistence that's necessary in order to achieve it, become, uh, that, that becomes a maintaining that level of persistence in going after what it is that you want uh, does not become work at all. In fact, it's not any work whatsoever because you are following what is true for you. And so where, where should you put your focus when it comes to attitude and motivation or being uh, your, your attitude and remaining inspired? You've done it when you determine that what you want is important enough for you to pay attention to it. When you do that, your attitude wins, uh, you're, you are inspired, and you will persist 
until it's accomplished. And so uh, that is that's a phenomenal question, and I think a great way to uh, uh, to you know to end uh, tonight's call. Right? There's not anything that you can do that will support you in loving yourself more than your willingness or your intent to put your to make your goals and dreams a priority. Kat? Right, yeah, that was all the time we have. Uh, are there any takeaway points you want to leave us with? Absolutely. Well, well first, uh, I want to say thank you to you, Kat, and to PSI Seminars for uh, continually having, uh, you know, the teleseminars, and I, I consider it, you know, ongoing, you know, personal development maintenance, right? We do, the you know, seminars and, and, and uh, workshops and, you know, a couple of times a year, maybe, you know, one schedule will permit them to do that. But this ongoing um, maintenance, so to speak, is uh, is very valuable, and I just appreciate the work that, that you put in in doing that. And then I'd like to acknowledge those who made themselves and their personal growth a priority enough to be on the call tonight. And uh, as far as takeaway points, uh, first and foremost, uh, follow uh, what is your uh, heart's desire and ensure that the goal or dream that you're striving for is for you and not for someone else. So have it be uh, intrinsic and not extrinsic. Number two, uh, make sure that your why for accomplishing it is big enough such that you are able to maintain or sustain whatever roadblocks or hurdles may come up because you don't get exonerated from the struggle. And then number three, uh, and maybe most importantly, uh, who deserves to know about your goal or dream? Because it's not everyone. And then as far as an action item, because I, 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 I hate to end calls like this without a go do this. So the go do this action item is for the people in your life that matter to you most. Find out from them uh, this week and starting tonight. Find out from them what is most important to them. Take some time to find out what matters most to the people that matter most to you. And with that, um, my hope is that uh, you're thankful to yourself for having tuned in to the for having tuned in to tonight's call. And Kat, uh, I'll turn it back over to you. Great! What a great call. Thank you so much, Cortland, for sharing with us tonight. Thank you. I, uh, it was my privilege, and uh, I just, my hope is that it was insightful and that uh, people are thankful to themselves for having, um, for having tuned in. And if you got a lot of value from it, uh, share it with other people through uh, the, po- the podcast or the download, and you're probably much better at explaining how that works than I am. But share it with people and let people know about the work that PSI Seminars is doing because it truly is transformational work. So thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. A big thank you to everyone listening in. As Cortland mentioned, we do have a podcast. You can find it on iTunes or at PSISeminarsPodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes. We do hold these teleseminars live on the second Tuesday of every month. Uh, You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, November 10th, and the topic is Living Your Purpose. You can register now at PSITeleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSITeleseminars.com. 
As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page, and we love having your input. Go to facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts. What did you get out of the call, and how are you going to implement this in your life? Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our courses as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.